0: Next biggest mistake, not understanding the benefits of the retirement plan. Companies offer a match, Mm -hmm. offer sometimes a non-elective contribution, which is they give money to you no matter what. When they give money to you no matter what, as long as you go and open up a retirement plan, you're good. You're getting money that you're entitled to. But a lot of times we have match programs. And I will tell you, a lot of times companies will do that because they think, all right, we do matches. A lot of times our workers won't contribute to it. So sometimes, believe it or not, your employer is not really concerned about your retirement and they might just say ah we do the match we know that there's x amount of employees that will participate generally it's not going to be a large amount it'll be yep. more cost efficient but we have to be responsible and realize we have benefits let's make sure we utilize them know what your benefits are in retirement for your retirement plan and your company and really take advantage of it ladies and gentlemen welcome in to your favorite podcast on finance and career the free retiree show don't ever do that again that was a winner that was a winning intro welcome in folks we talk about career finances this is where all you, where you get your good hot takes on those areas we're talking today about most common mistakes that people make in their retirement accounts it's a surge You think us as Americans make the good decisions, bad decisions, amazing decisions on our retirement accounts? What's your guess? My guess is very poor decisions. You are so smart. Yes, we are. We are lacking in this area. Today, we're going to talk about some of the biggest mistakes you make. Maybe you're not guilty of those. Maybe you are. But what do you think your biggest retirement downfall is, Sergio? And I'm going to put you on the spot here. You had to critique Sergio Patterson. Where do you think you made your biggest mistakes in your retirement- Probably just kind of when
1: I started, right? If I could go back, it would have been first job out of college, let's start. And if I would have done, that's 2003, almost what, 20, how old are we? I don't know. It would have been a long time. And over those years, it could have been building up. So I think like the the mistake of not starting earlier is probably something that, that I think about. Just not understanding, just not really having a plan. I think even to this day, it's I think we'll be okay, but I don't know. Like I, I see people getting older and it's scary like what happens when there's big expenses and stuff. So I think there's a lot of mistakes
0: actually. Absolutely. I'm going to piggyback on that. That's probably my biggest mistake as well. Coming out of college, you get all this new money and you're like, ooh, I can buy this, I can buy that. Ooh, yeah. I'm never going to get old. That's kind of what yeah. we thought. Exactly. Ah, joke's principles. on us. Now I feel like shit when I wake up in the morning. I think starting off, as soon as possible, always makes sense. Yes, if you're in your 20s, that's the time to do it. You should really hit it hard. But even if you're older, in your 40s, 50s, it's still never too late. There's creative things you can do. It makes it much more difficult. The other thing was, at a lot of the companies I've been at, they do 401k match. Yes. One
1: big re- regret I have is not maximizing that match because that's like free money. would Ooh. always be like, oh, I need my take-home money to pay for everything in my life. But that's literally <laughs> free money. I like
0: heavily regret that. Absolutely. So I've compiled a list of things that we do that are big mistakes when it comes to retirement accounts. That's definitely another one of them. But in this podcast, we're going to talk about all the mistakes. We're going to also talk about where the average person is when they're in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, 50s and 60s. I'm sure you all are thinking, how am I doing compared to Jane and Johnny? On this podcast, you're going to figure out where you're at. But before we get into it, Serge, if you were retired, what would be a good side job for you? What is Sergio Patterson doing when he's, ah, I'm retired. i got some extra time. I'm going to go do this. What you looking at doing? It's top of mind right now. The World Series of Poker is going on in Vegas
1: right now. So if I had a limited amount of time and money, I would just play poker all day. So if you were retired, you'd be a professional gambler? Gamble is not the <laughs> word I use. Yeah, poker. Playing poker is different than gambling. (laughs) Oh, is it? There's strategy involved. Is it? (laughs) And you're not playing against the house. So Uh, anyways, yeah, I'd play a lot of poker. I would uh, maybe open uh, some sort of business, maybe a small business. I've been told I make really good burgers. Maybe a burger shop. Who knows? Could be anything. I could
0: see that. You do make a good
1: burger. I do. I do remember a burger this. shop. Maybe
0: open a coffee shop. I don't know. Gilroy needs a good coffee shop. We don't have one. I've known you long enough to know how you make your burgers. I know you, you season it. And then listeners picture picture this. Sergio drinking a Corona, pouring his Corona on the meat patty and then throwing it on the grill. I this don't know. if it, I've definitely seen it. I don't know if this is going to be <laughs> sanitary when you open up your restaurant, but he does make a good burger. For me, I think I would be really good at being an usher at a soccer stadium. I think I would be my like retirement that, gig. That's your goal. That's my life goal right there. You You'd know? be the old guy at a, I a would quake, be game. I'd volume. be the old guy at the Quakes game, say, stop running, slow down. What you about know? coaching? What if you double down in that area? Oh, I'd definitely obviously do that. Like, I'd obviously coach soccer, but so I something around soccer, I think. That would be my retirement gig. Serge, when people retire, what would you guess that they get from Social Security in terms of what does Social Security replace in terms of their income before they enter into retirement? Not a lot. I have an in-law
1: and I have parents. They're retired and I know, I understand how minimal you get. Yes, yeah, so it is not it's much. Compared to what you made in your lifetime. And it's, I don't know the number, but I'm going to
0: say it's low monthly pay. Are you asked looking for the monthly amount? Yeah, so what does Social Security replace in terms of the average American worker's income? Oh, like a percentage of their income? Yeah, what I percentage would you guess? 30%, 40%. Oh, you, man, you are so smart. This is why we have you on this podcast. It is 40%. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at oh, that. Nailing it out of the park. Good job, sir. Yes. Yeah, so that's not a lot, which means, and this is what I'm getting at, we really need to take our retirement planning and our retirement accounts very seriously, because Uncle Sam is not going to help us out, apparently. And Sam does not give a damn. He don't give a damn. And <laughs> the thing is, as time goes on, Social Security is set to be insolvent in 2034. And we've had Professor Lawrence Kotlikoff on here. Yeah. He's discussed the, the pitfalls with Social Security. It's only going to get worse, which means Social Security is not going to give us more money. What they're going to do is they're going to make people wait longer to get their social security, and they're going to give them smaller amounts. So right now, yes, the average worker gets 40% of their income replaced, but it's very obvious to see that as time goes on, that percentage will go down.
1: Leah, this is really interesting. You mentioned in the future, they may make us wait longer. What I was thinking about is as men, we don't live very long. I think on average, it's like (laughs) mid seventies. That's like the average life expectancy. I could be wrong. Like Google it, listener, but like how much longer can we
0: wait to get our money? That's why social security (laughs) is legit a Ponzi scheme. And that's just not my opinion. That's the great professor Lawrence Kotlikoff. He said that on our podcast, it is a Ponzi scheme. And I looked at it and I was like, man, the man is right. (laughs) So it's really not fair. But the whole point about this is you can't count on social security. You have to be proactive and realize if you're not planning outside of government benefits, you're going to be in a pretty tough place. Yeah, I'm going to go into the biggest mistakes. Number one, biggest mistake when it comes to retirement accounts, not using them, pretty obvious. But according to the U.S. Census Bureau, 50% of women and 47% of men between the ages of 55 and 66 have no retirement savings. That's not good. And so you've been around the tech industry. What are you seeing in terms of coworkers? You have to get specifics about a specific coworker, but what do you think the morale is like about retirement and focus on opening up retirement accounts? Is that what we're hearing at the water cooler? Everyone's talking about their awesome 401ks, or do you think that's maybe not uh, as bad?
1: I would say it doesn't get talked. I think what most people talk about is stocks, Silicon Valley, that's our retirement, right? Um, company stock. Company stock. So think if you're an employee at ABC company and you get, let's just call it a thousand shares, You're banking on those shares, doubling, tripling, quadrupling. And I think what I'm hearing is a lot of people are like, I have all these shares and maybe in four or five years, it's going to, I'll be rich one day. I don't think enough people are talking about like actual retirement products that are built for retirement. I think stock is up and down. You never know what's going to happen. But I think I hear more about stocks saving people later on versus retirement accounts, if that makes sense. Okay. That's
0: a very interesting take. I think you're right though, with Silicon Valley, it's more about what's our stock gonna do? Our stock's gonna do this and that in the future rather than let's secure our retirement. I don't think that's this sexy conversation at the water. Exactly. So another quiz question for you, Sergio. Yeah, putting me on the spot. Hey, but you're nailing it this morning. So I have faith that you're gonna get this. What percentage of millennials say they spend more on coffee? Than retirement. <laughs> this is according to a Acorn survey. Seventy percent close. Too high. Yeah, yeah, it's too high. But 41% okay, forty-one percent of millennials admit they are spending more on their coffee than they are in the retirement account. Five bucks so, a day. Surprised or not surprised? I am not surprised. I think it's just like a
1: like it's not top of mind, and at some point it needs to be.
0: Exactly. I think the millennial level you're still thinking like ah i got a long ways away but man we're getting old fast surge. I just Wait, got... are we
1: are we millennials i think we're old ass millennials we're like old millennials yes so this is like a generation before us
0: no we're, we're in that category we're in the category of the coffee people we spend more <sighs> on coffee than our retirement 41 percent of us anyway sorry the generation after us is what i meant but we're just old millennials okay yes. so we're in that bucket we are in that bucket yes but I think it's just one of those things that you feel like got all this time, right? I thought like, I got time before I'm real, real old. And then you reminded we got a 20 year graduation reunion sort of thing coming up. And I'm like, wow, scary. has it been that long? High school? 20 years. Are you going to go? By, I don't, I don't really, think I'm going. Absolutely not. That's a hard though. <laughs> so on to the next one, the next biggest mistake not understanding the benefits of the retirement plan. And you elaborated on this. Companies offer a match. They Mm -hmm. offer sometimes a non-elective contribution, which is they give money to you no matter what. When they give money to you no matter what, as long as you go and open up a retirement plan, you're good. You're getting money that you're entitled to. But a lot of times we have match programs. And I will tell you, a lot of times companies will do that because they think, all right, we do matches. A lot of times our workers won't contribute to it. So sometimes, believe it or not, your employer is not really concerned about your retirement. And they might just say, ah, we do the match. We know that there's X amount of employees that will participate. Generally, it's not going to be a large amount. It'll be more cost efficient, but we have to be responsible and realize we have benefits. Let's make sure we utilize them. Very astute observation. You picked that up in the beginning. But yes, know what your benefits are in retirement for your retirement plan in your company and really take advantage of it. That's a really common mistake.
1: So like you're saying, if a company is telling you they offer, let's explain what that means, right? Companies telling you they offer a 5% match for 401k, right? Or let's just say 10%. If you put in $100, they're going to match that up to whatever percent they call out, right? Is that what we're saying? Yes. It's like they, they match what
0: you put in up to a certain percentage. Exactly. So if you're putting in like 3% or 4%, Of your salary, they will match that. And that's just free money, pretty much free money. But like I said, a lot of times companies aren't always concerned with that. So maybe if it's a really stingy company and there's a lot of high income earners, they will probably say, oh, let's not do a match because we have all these tech workers that make tons of money let's just do a non-elective. So they might give you like a 3% non-elective. That's what they'll put in no matter what, maybe more cost efficient. And sometimes a company could be stingy in another way and they say, Ah, our employees don't make that much. Let's offer a match because they're not really going to utilize the match because they're just more concerned with taking care of day-to-day expenses. That is the reality. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I see that quite a bit in the 401k employer space. That's interesting. On to number three, not saving enough. New quiz question, Sergio. What percentage of people are maximizing their retirement accounts? Maximizing their retirement accounts, Mm -hmm. meaning like putting the most money they can away? Yep. Up to the limits, whatever retirement account that they have. Between 20 and 30%, maybe lower. Oh, only 13%. So okay. this is according okay. to okay. a recent okay. study yeah. from Fidelity and Vanguard. Average, The average person maximizing their retirement account is only 13%. So that's quite low. So we're going to go over- Can, can I average. push you on that one real yeah, yeah. quick? Go Do forth. you
1: think some of that is due to inflation and cost of living that's increased- Over time? Do you think some of that is, do you think people have the money to put away and they're intentionally not
0: doing it and just wasting money? Or do they just not have enough money? I think that it's the cost of living. The reason that is so low, it is really tough to, I'm not going to lie on this and say everyone should be doing it. It's really tough sometimes to max out your retirement plan. If you're doing that, you're generally doing pretty well financially. And that's just not the reality for most folks. I think what's a more pressing metric is how many people have a retirement account. But yeah. maximizing, that's going above and beyond. This okay. is like the people that are getting A pluses in their journey. So I think obviously people want to, and you know, they know it's important, but I think yeah. life has just gotten more expensive. There's value in just starting right? somewhere. Maybe if you're not maximizing, it's you at least started something. Just starting and putting in what you can makes a massive difference. And that's, I think, for what we're trying to hit home. That's what we need to do. We just can't act like it's not important. We get life's expensive and everyone doesn't have great financial resources and foundations. Do what you can. That's the main point of this. But let's look at the average retirement account balances by age. So people that are 25 and younger have an average balance of $6,264. We go on to people 25 to 34 average balance $37,211. People 35 to 44, $97,020. 45 to 54, $169,200. And then when we get to 55 and 64, this is right before retirement. People have around 256244 And then 65 and older, it's right around 279000 which means those numbers might sound like a lot, but really as someone that is used to looking at retirement accounts and seeing what we can draw from them and how we can distribute for them, it was very low. It's not going to get you very far. Yeah. And imagine if that's your only money that you have, right? And you don't have income coming in, that would go very fast. Exactly. So think about it as someone that has $280,000. They're basically going to be able to pull off around 14000 per year in their retirement. That's not a ton. That's not going to get you very far. So we just got to do better in that. And the goal is like when you have a retirement account, you don't want to just drain it down to zero. You want to create something that you can just keep drawing down and the yeah. money's going to last. So with that sort of mentality, not drawing this thing down to zero and maintaining what you have in there, 280,000 is roughly around 14,000.
1: If let's say I'm retired, right? Let's say I'm 65 and I have 260, whatever thousand retirement account or whatever. Can someone pull that money without being taxed? Or is that money that's like
0: taxable? Do you uh, not? Yeah. So it, it depends on the type of retirement account. If it's a Roth account, uh, if you got to start a Roth 401k or you start your own Roth IRA, that money at the end, you won't be taxed on any of it, which makes Roth a very powerful tool. Yeah. But for most people, they have things like, 403Bs, 401Ks, 457s, all those vehicles will receive tax like ordinary income, which is the worst. The advantage is you got some tax benefit in the moment and it grew without tax. So that was the benefit, but Uncle Sam wants their money. So that's where they're going to make it up is when you start taking distributions. So here's another interesting point that I came up with. Say that your 15, right? And you start working, you live, maybe you're living at home and you save 200 bucks a month, right? And you invest it a conservative 8%. 50 years when you'd be at retirement, you'd have about 1.4 million sitting there. I'm going to work at my job and my job doesn't pay that much, but I'm still able to save this 200 bucks and invest it. You'd have 1.4, which means you'd have a really secure retirement. Let's just say you did that same thing at age 40. All right, age now 40 years old, they got to start saving a couple hundred bucks. What do you think you would have right around 65? Oh, it's more than 50% less. 300,000? You'd have only 183,000. So that's what you were hitting at in the beginning. You're like, all right, it's important to start sooner than later. It makes a massive difference. For folks that are just getting out of college or are relatively new in their working years, don't underestimate the power of starting now. It makes a phenomenal difference. So tip number four, not saving the right amount. So based on our estimates, saving 15% from age 25 to 67 is going to get you there. Based off, everyone's got different wages and all that, but overall, the numbers tell us the average American saves around 15%. They're going to get there. The next one, being too conservative. So a lot of times we see people with retirement accounts and they are just in bonds or cash. And a lot of times there's misleading titles for the things that you can invest in, in a retirement account. They might have one fund that's called ultra risk or ultra high risk. And some people might be like, oh yeah, I could do that. I'm young. But a lot of times people are adverse to risks and they say, oh, ultra high risk. I don't like that. That's, that sounds crazy. And they might see something that says stable value. Stable value sounds nice. Stable, valuable. That's where I want to put my money. And a lot of times we see folks put their money in things like this. And basically stable value is short-term bonds, pretty safe might do a little bit better than cash, but it's really not going to get you anywhere. And I see all too often folks that have been sitting in these sort of investments for decades because they thought it just looked good on paper or they just said, I can't take that risk. I just think investing is a gamble. And like we've talked about before on the podcast, there is a right way to invest and there's a wrong way. There's a way where you leave a lot to chance and there's a way that you can do it that makes things very secure and safe. You know, it's interesting. I had a a young, just, let's just say
1: a a kid, right? A 19 year old. He was asking me about investing and how to save and all these different questions. And I was just like, it was tough to even give advice because it was like, I think he's asking the right questions. But what I think the gap is, there's not like a blueprint. And I think you were getting at it. It's like, there's all these different ways you can do it. But I think what's tough for young people is like, what they're seeing is go on to what's that app, Robinhood and buy the random stock of the day. Yeah. That's actually not what they
0: need to do. Or directs you to things that you can do on Robinhood. Okay. But yeah, I'm right there with you. There's not a blueprint, a step-by-step. This is what you do. And this is what you do. Instead, there's just a bunch of noise. It's like, you can do this, you do this. Everyone yeah. do this approach. And it really just leads people to being confused and more analysis paralysis or making a really yeah. bad decision. But the 200 a month thing is, that's pretty simple. Yeah. Think about that. You start young, 200. You can work at a fast food restaurant whole life be way better off than a lot of these rich silicon valley tech people yeah,
1: especially if you're listening and you're not paying rent right now and you're young sit and you work save that money
0: absolutely on the next one the biggest mistake being too aggressive so we talked about being too conservative the other thing is you can be too aggressive. You can put all your money in a company stock and everyone I've met has some hope of their company stock, right? That's a bias. Like we believe that our company is great and we're doing you great. want Airbnb, things. I need you to go <laughs> up, keep going up. <laughs> the truth is most companies fail, right? So be very careful with that philosophy of thinking like my company is going to be the one that's going to make me wealthy, right? And just don't be that aggressive as you get closer to the retirement. Company stock is one thing, being all in equities, or you can be in equities within reason, but you really mm-hmm. got to make sure you have good diversification, not just all in the S&P 500. You need other layers of diversification to make that work. But going to bonds, having bonds at least around 40% when you're getting into the retirement stage, I think is important. Don't overdo the bonds because although people tell you you're in retirement, you need to go all the bonds, that's not true as well. You want to design it very much like a pension would be designed and there's a healthy amount of equities in there. Mm-hmm. But having more bonds in the portfolio versus when you were working is important. So make sure you taper down the equities once you get closer to retirement and start getting more bonds in there. But don't be too aggressive on when you're approaching retirement. Number seven, having a coworker or friend pick out your investments. We all know Larry's the person, water cooler says, you gotta invest in this because this is what I did. You might talk about how you made spaghetti last night and Larry will say, ah, i have the best recipe for spaghetti. Yeah, This is what you should have done. A lot of times we talk to the Larry at the water cooler and Larry's more than willing to give us unsolicited advice. So be very careful about listening to friends and coworkers give you investment advice. I have seen that. End up terribly for so many folks because Larry watches CNBC, Larry listens to whatever financial podcast or tick and thinks he's an expert. So really watch out for that. Don't get investment advice from anyone that's not a professional or like exactly knows what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. We and a lot of times what we see is people go to their HR. The HR can set them up with the retirement plan and they say, What should I miss? And HR person will be like, oh, just put your money in this and this. And they might have any clue what they're doing. Those are my tips. Those are the most common mistakes to avoid, but make sure you look at all these. Make sure you're not being guilty of one of these common mistakes when it comes to retirement accounts, retirement account planning. If you listen to these and work on them, you're going to have a good retirement. Good stuff. My takeaway is this: the sooner you start, the better. Yep. That is key. Remember that $200 starting off early, 1.4, and then in starting at 40 only one hundred eighty-seven that is a massive difference all right folks make sure you like our show share us subscribe appreciate everything that you guys do for us so long from the free retiree show securities offered through securities america incorporated member finra www.finra.org sipc www.sipc.org a separate entity Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, License 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McCoy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors. Securities of corporate and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax investment or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.